Greetings and salutations. Hi. I'm Josh Belcher. Get the super sauce. I'll change into my super suit. <laughs> this is Uncharted. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, shapes, sorts, and sizes. This is Josh Belcher, the host of the Uncharted Podcast. How you doing? Hope your week was safe and snow-free, or for the most part, as mine was. Finally, that all cleared out here in greater middle Tennessee. Got to go to two rounds of physical therapy. The uh, arm is healing and making good progression. I can now reach it towards the sky. Uh, Really grateful for the team, the staff, who's taking really good care of me. Um, Other than that, pretty uneventful. Other than um, Friday, uh, by the time you hear this, I went to the Frist Center in Nashville to go to a Picasso art gallery to see um, several of his original artworks. Really excited to see all that priceless stuff. I'm not much of an art buff, but do appreciate a couple of the classics like Picasso and Van Gogh. Always wondered why there weren't Ninja Turtles named after those two, but uh, who's to say that they won't be in the future? So we got that going. Awesome guest this week, Travis Austin of Travis Austin Customs, Shea Boynton of the band The Barlow. I got a new album out called Horseshoe Lounge. Uh, we're going to talk about all that and more. So let's get going. This is the Uncharted Podcast. Enjoy. This week, the podcast is glad to have Travis Austin of Travis. This week, the podcast is proud to have Travis Austin of Travis Austin Customs. He has taken the fashion world by storm. He has a shop right here in downtown Nashville. That interview is coming up right now on the Uncharted Podcast. Talking with Travis Austin of Travis Austin Austin Customs. Excuse me. Uh, became a fan, uh, met your brother, who's one of the nicest people I've met in a while, uh, followed you on Instagram, and, and dude, you got it going on. I mean, uh, these hats are, are, are marvelous. I, I, everyone you, you put up, like just the one I saw with the, the like the voodoo-looking skulls, uh, how'd you get yeah. into, uh, into fa- in the fashion industry and all this good stuff? Well, first off, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it, and uh, I really... You know, I you know, I I I know we're doing what we do, and and I know we made some really cool shit, but uh, you know, I'm really just a product of. It, it might sound cheesy, but I'm a product of my parents who are great people, and and I've tra- treated people the right way for a lot of years, and and honestly, it kind of led me down a path of just getting kind of lucky, and then meeting the right people, and and those people treating me pretty well, and introducing me to cooler people than myself. Um, I, uh, I was, I was a model and I did some stuff out in California in like the, uh, early 2010s. And, uh, I kind of just decided I want to, I wanted to be a designer. I didn't want to work for designers anymore. And, uh, because of my friendships and because of the trust I built across a couple different industries, you know, I had learned how to make clothes and, uh, that led to a great relationship with, uh, a really prominent nightclub group out of Las Vegas and San Diego and Los Angeles, which kind of led me to celebrities and that kind of connected the dots to making custom pieces for all of these celebrities. Um, and then from there, it just kind of took off like wildfire. You know, we opened our first store in Dallas 
uh, Texas about three years ago now. And uh, ever since then, um, it's been musicians, athletes, um, going on tour with my clients. And then, you know, we've done 3,000 hats uh, for the general public ever since then. So uh, it's, it's really more than I ever could have imagined. Um, and I'm incredibly humbled by, by everything going on. That's great, man. And, and like I said, like your brother, you guys, I, I can just hear it in your in your voice, even though we haven't properly met. Just when you're a great human being, greatness just generates around you. And, uh, you know, yeah. I, I feel it's, it's well-deserved for you. It's, so, it's very much what, what we were taught as kids. And, and every interview, every podcast, you know, that I do, I, it, you know, everything everything gets accredited to to who raised, uh, you know, me and my siblings and, and who they were. And then just, we try to shoot people the right way, and, and great things come from it. Yeah, man, that's so true, and, and I appreciate hearing a hearing a good voice because I, I try to do the same. Uh, you know, treat others as I want to be treated, and it's so refreshing, especially in our times right now, which is we'll eventually you know get over this hump and heal. But uh, every you know just to treat everybody with the same amount of respect, and just I, I think we get along better if there's more people like you out there, man. And I appreciate hundred percent. Well, I appreciate you, Josh. Thank you. What and uh, so you're saying like, and I know it's like business is booming, and um, what I really like is that like if you put out a hat and, and make sure, correct me if I'm wrong, but if I like it and I don't snag it up, that's it. It's one of one, right? Yeah, I mean it's one of one is tattooed on my body. Everyone that works for me. Um, pretty much has one of one tattooed on them as well. It is my is my slogan, my company's slogan. I, I kind of live and breathe um, the one of one, you know, mentality. It's, and really, to me, it's it started as you know I love making custom products, and it was my way of really capitalizing on my ability to market and build brands, which is what I learned in school, and then my individual style, you know, which was so LA and New York and. I had an opportunity that I saw in the marketplace to kind of combine all those things and and you know what we've had to what we've had to accomplish over the past year is learn how to take that you know that feeling of custom product and that feeling of the personability and translate it into like modern day retail. Um, you know we all know that you know modern retail is is kind of dying. People aren't going to malls and stores as they did when we were growing up. So we have to try to find this this new space and this new niche. And I've, I've kind of uh, I've put a feather in our cap as a company. We've kind of built this, uh, this industry that we like to call experimental retail. And you get the same feeling of going to the store and supporting and spending money that, that you got when you were a kid when you went into the mall. But your experience is completely crafted and tailored just for you. To where you know you might experience, or you might feel like you're shopping in a store. You might feel like you're, you know, being influenced by your favorite social media influencers, and you might feel like you're collecting art all at the same time. Um, and somewhere within those three things is is where we like to live as a company, moving forward. Yeah, right on. And uh, I, I think the direction you're going is is obviously you know because you're talking about how busy you are and everything is. It seems to be working. So I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, so we're we're, we're not necessarily trying to fix it. Uh, we're trying <laughs> yeah, to yeah. we're trying yeah. to evolve it. That's um, good, yeah. You know, it's and it, it's. I'll tell you, Josh, it's, it's such a difficult spot to be in as an entrepreneur and as an artist. You know, I really wish I've built such a strong rapport with with every single one of my clients, whether they be, you know. 
um, general public or, or a celebrity um, because of what I do is so custom and tailored and personalized. But my company is growing, and, and I now have five, six, seven families, you know, to feed and, and that depend on the, the growth of this company. Uh-huh. And as you can maybe imagine, you can only grow so big making custom one-of-one one pieces for every single person. You know, you're, you're going to hit a ceiling. So it's been a, uh, a long ride and, and one that we're still on and one that we're, uh, you know, we're having fun with and, and suffering through all, you know, all of the, the business, you know, feelings um, of figuring out how we can scale this business and still keep it, its heart and its ethos, you know, intact and, and maybe make these, these ready-to-wear custom hats available for a hell of a lot more people, you know, around the country. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the hats, which is, are their own entity, and they're fantastic. Uh, if my head wasn't as big as two basketballs, I would be getting one because I love them. I just I, – I have – God bless me with, like, these Keebler Elf ears that stick out in this huge head. So, I just – it don't work for me, but I appreciate them. But hey, you know, the they're, they're not for everybody. Hey, we even made one for your art – for your wall. I made it a piece of art. No problem at yeah. all. Uh, but uh, what I was going to lead into is that, I mean, the jackets are killer. You're not just doing hats. you got, like, uh, yeah. jackets are rock and roll as well. Like, I saw the Johnny Cash one. That was pretty rad. Yeah. Well, the leather, you know, Josh, and, and not not everyone knows this when they come into the shop or, or when they, you know, live through the Instagram, but the jackets are actually who we are as a company. It is uh-huh. very much who I am as an artist. Um, the leather jackets are how I got started in in this industry. It's what I love. It's what I will continue to love, and it's really my focus moving forward. I am incredibly humbled and grateful for the custom hats and what they've provided, you know, for my family and my business. Uh, but these leather jackets are, are truly who we are, um, and, and we're putting a lot of work and effort into making these jackets uh, much more accessible to a lot of people. Um, you know, it's scalable. Um, and uh, and find physical footprints all across the country where we can offer these things. Yeah, because the the jackets are remarkable. They they remind me of that throwback. Not that they're the same kind, but like back in the day when like uh, veterans of the war would come home and they'd have their like their regiment uh, painted and artwork on their. One hundred percent. Yeah, when, I, and on yeah. the side of the on the side of like the World War Two planes, there is all the you know the the Sailor Jerry style artwork. Um, and you know when I was growing up, my mom's uncles. Um, I grew up in, in Detroit uh, in the 80s and 90s, and my uncles uh, were a very, very prominent um, punk rock band in the uh, in the Detroit scene. And, right on. And they're they're closely related to the Misfits and and uh, so many other bands, you know, back in the late 70s. And you know, I grew up with with uncles that were in steel toe boots, you know, head to toe leather and studs and and mohawks taller than. You know, I can never imagine as a four or five year old. So I kind of, you know, 30 years later, kind of fell back into what I grew up around. And, and, uh, I love that I did to bring it to, you know, celebrities, athletes, and, and, uh, people every day. Yeah. It's awesome. I love looking at it. And I'm sure you may be familiar with it, but if you're not, uh, Caleb Plant, the boxer, I'd love to see you guys do something together if you haven't, uh, gotten any connections with him. I'm not familiar, but I'm about to be, I can probably see that. Yeah, his name is Caleb Sweethands Plant. He's from Nashville. He's a super middleweight champion. He's in Vegas right now. Okay. But, um, uh, dude, he uh, he is right up your alley as far as, like, he 
not that I'm a fashion person, you know, I'm just yeah. a regular hillbilly, but he looks like he would he would mesh well with what what your product is. I'm I'm about to uh, I'm about to dig into him. Anyone with a nickname called you know Sweet Hands deserves the leather jacket with, uh, with that <laughs> across the back of it. Yeah, if you hit him up, tell him you talk to Josh, which is I've uh, I've had a few dealings with him, and I've seen him box at Bridgestone. Uh, one of the nicest guys ever with one of the fiercest fists. So, I mean, beautiful. Thank you for that. Yeah, man, hey, uh, and and I wanted, like I said, I'm good at networking. That's one of my many uh, things, I guess. But um, I was going to ask you, and you you have sponsorships. Like, you, does Bud Light sponsor you, or what's the story with that? Yeah, uh, I it's, it's kind of one of those things where I can't believe that this is where my life is, you know, has come. But um, a lot of my business and um, you know, this this started as a hobby, you know, four or five, six years ago. Um, and over the past, you know, year or so, my name is, has started to take on many different meanings and, and get bigger than, you know, I thought it ever could. And, and with that, in the age of social media, um, you know, there's a lot of, a whole lot of opportunity out there. Uh, brands are spending money in different ways and, and they're looking for influence and impressions everywhere they can get them. Um, and I take, you know, a lot of pride in the content that we produce, um, you know, one as an artist and two as a company. So. Uh, my manager, you know, about a year ago asked me, hey, give me three companies, you know, give me, give me one, two, three of who you want to work with and, and who you want to represent you. And the first one I threw out there was Bud Light because we were drinking a hell of a lot of Bud Heavy and seltzers um, in, in the shop. So I thought it made sense. And, and uh, you know, Chevy and, and Jack Daniels were, were two other ones. And, and I was lucky enough to be featured and highlighted by Jack Daniels as a corporation uh, last year in the national ad campaign. And, cool. and Bud Light, uh, Bud Light sends about 16 cases to my shop a month. Um, and, and we have a, the privilege of creating a bunch of content for them. So uh, if you come to the shop here on Broadway, you will be greeted with a Bud Light seltzer 100 times out of 100. That is awesome. Yeah. I was getting excited to go. Um, your brother had invited me. I was getting ready. And then I had this shoulder surgery. So, Probably in April is when I'll be back out and about once I'm held up, and I'd love to shake your hand and check it all out. I, I would uh, I would love to shake your hand and, and hug your neck and, and show you around the shop whenever you can get out here. Cool. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, this is my last thing because I know you're a busy man. I wanted to tell you, as a father's standpoint, I really admired at the top of your Instagram, uh, husband and father first. Um, uh, I mean, I, I love that that's so important to you. And then, you know, you, you share your, your story with your child being a dad and having a birthday congratulations it seems like you have just a wonderful family thank as well. you i uh, uh one first and foremost it means the world to uh i do a lot of podcasts and a lot of interviews and i uh i honestly you know i kind of teary out whenever i start talking about jagger and christina it gives me chills but uh thank you so much for for including them in this and they are i mean if i didn't have if i didn't have my wife first and foremost uh, my team would not be you know, my team wouldn't be complete. I don't, I don't know. You know, it's not easy, you know, being an entrepreneur. And I went through hell and back the past couple of years, you know, with uh, stress and anxiety. So I 1,000% would not be here today if it wasn't for that woman. And uh, that little boy, man, it, it makes it all worth it. So uh, thank you for that. It means, it means the world. Yeah, well, like I said, I'm a parent as well. And, and, and I love that because when you, you put them first and Without a strong family unit, I mean, you really are nothing to your core. I mean, that's just nope. my opinion. So Nothing at all. Uh, 
Well, let me let me say this, Travis Austin with Travis Austin Customs. Uh, I think you're a great guy. I think you're a positive role model, and I really am privileged to speak with you. And, and thanks for taking the time, I do. Hey, Josh, uh, thank you so much. I can't wait to uh, to meet you, shake your hand, and and anyone who's listening to this, please, my home is all all your homes. So we're down on the corner of Third and Broadway here, downtown Nashville. So coming out, let's hug your net, have a seltzer, and uh, live some cool shit. Now batting on the Uncharted podcast from Denver, Colorado, lead vocalist Shay Boynton of the band The Barlow. We've got a brand new album out called Horseshoe Lounge. That interview's right now. Enjoy. I got Shay from The Barlow, which is a great name. I'm interested to learn about the origin of that. A brand new full-length album, your second contribution. Uh, congratulations. It's a great, uh, it's a great work. I, I like it. It's it's very unique. It's not like anything that they're pumping out right now. Not to sound, you know, cliche or anything, but uh, I, I like your sound. Uh, let's let's get to discussing it, shall we? Thank you, man. I appreciate the kind words. Yeah. Um, so, um, how, how long have you guys been 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 after it, the Barlow? <clears throat> so we started in we started in the fall of 2017. Um, I was working up in northeastern Colorado. I moved my family up there and. Um, I'd come back into Denver, uh, to go, to go see, uh, Turnpike Troubadours at, uh, the Ogden. And I ran into uh, an old friend of mine, his name's Andy Schneider, um, ran into him at the show. Um, you know, he's just a musician buddy of mine from way back. And that was that a few days later, he, uh, he hit me up and said, Hey, I think we should start something. And I was like, you know, I was kind of thinking the same thing. So, um, we kind of recruited some of our, our buddies, you know, within our, our, you know, musician circle, if you will, uh, Ben on the drums and Brad on guitar, both guys I've, we've all known forever, um, you know, since high school and whatnot. So it was just kind of a natural fit. And, uh, yeah, we just kind of started banging out songs and, uh, Andy had a studio in his basement. So we, we started, you know, kind of hacking away at, you know, writing, recording and, just kind of doing everything ourselves and um eventually that turned into the first album which we put out in june of 19 and uh yeah i mean we just you know played a bunch of shows on it and uh you know COVID hit uh you know last year and andy ended up taking a job in arizona so we replaced him with the guy troy um same thing went to high school together um and yeah, just been kind of hanging in there, you know, just waiting for things to clear up. I hear you. Uh, like I've, I've listened to both the albums, uh, portions of the new one, and then uh, some of the old, and and the sound is just really awesome. And it's it's got to be at least a little frustrating to pick up steam and like uh, get things going good, and then have something like COVID hit, and then the whole world just shuts down. Yeah, man. We had we had you know a bunch of dates booked last year throughout the summer, fall. And uh, we pretty much canceled everything. We played one gig in February, and we played one gig in Nebraska in July. And uh, that was it. Uh, yeah. We haven't done anything since. So, hence, we're, we're doing a live stream for the release. I'm not sure when you're putting this out, but we're doing a live stream uh, this Friday the 19th uh, at Evergroove. And uh, that seemed like the best way to do it, man. There was, you know, with everything pretty much being still shut down and people being spooked about going to shows, you know, we we figured it was – the the best way to, to get an audience, you know? Yeah. Awesome. I'm glad. And thank you for telling me about that. Um, would this be available? Could I, could I, could I get involved through your Instagram? Will there be a way to, to, uh, 
to view it from there or how to go about uh, checking it out because I definitely want to see this. It's going to be streamed on the the studio is called Evergrove Studio. They're in Evergreen, Colorado, and okay. they're streaming they're streaming it exclusively on their Facebook page. And then you know at, at some point after the stream, we'll we'll slice and dice it and um, put it out on YouTube and what have you. I don't know. I'll probably I'll probably be here watching it uh, semi live. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'll, probably, I'll check out that uh, their page and everything. Thank you for that. Um, but yeah, I'm to the yep. point now where like I would wear a Breaking Bad hazmat suit to go to a concert again. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I'm yeah. I'm Jones in the play. I'm jo- Jones in to see live music again. You know, we uh, at this point we're pretty much just you know we we booked a handful of shows throughout the year and it's pretty much just book and cross your fingers. You know, there's That's it. there's no uh, there's no telling the way the winds are gonna blow. So this yeah. is all you can do. <laughs> Every play is a Hail Mary. <laughs> yeah, that's but, uh, it. Let's talk about this title track, The Horseshoe Lounge, which is I love, and I love the video, and who uh, the lyric video that is, and whoever wrote that has the greatest handwriting in the history of the world. So just yeah. go for that. How did that come to be? Um, That was a guy we, a guy we, I, we found on the internet. <laughs> um, I, I was kind of cracking up when the lyric video came back because the, the, the font reminds me of South Park. <laughs> like the same font they use in South Park. But yeah, yeah it's, it's cool, man. Horseshoe Lounge was, it was the first track uh, we wrote for the album. I actually tried to sneak it in on the last album. In hindsight, glad we didn't. Um, but yeah, first first track we wrote, it's, uh, I was, I, I work in the oil field. I work in the oil and gas industry and I was spending a lot of time in North Dakota. And that song was just, it's kind of a, a narrative song about you know your typical you know live fast die young kind of oil field work you know it's it's high on the hog when things are good uh you know when things are bad it's real bad (laughs) and uh i don't know you meet a lot of characters in that industry and um you know it's kind of loosely based on 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 that guy (laughs) yeah (laughs) i hear and then uh uh, kudos to your drummer because he's got that uh, Neil Peart signature ride kind of mixture in there too. He like found a little pocket to put it in. I like that. It, I don't know if he did that intentionally, but that's what it kind of reminds me of. Well, it's, it's funny. It's funny you you, uh, you caught that because that Neil's like his hero. Yeah. So and I, and I give him shit all the time about. <laughs> I give him shit all the time about his little his little ride jingles, you know, and uh, you know, yeah, it's just that's. Neil Percy's guy. Yeah, I, I never knew if Neil, which I'm sure he has a name for that like little signature groove, but like I was like, it's finally found its way into country Americana now with a little splash of roots and, and there's some rush in there because like I said, he found that little pocket and it fits perfectly, but sure. the guy that knows how to play drums, uh, that's the first thing I thought about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, yeah. it's funny. I'll have to, when he hears this, or I'll, I'll have to tell him because, you know, we obviously listened to the tracks a gazillion times through recording them, and it was something, any anytime those parts come up where he does that, I'd look straight at him and just give him hell, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can understand, but it, do, it does fit, but I, I liked it because I was like, because at first I was like, oh, dude, that, that guy right there has to listen to Rush albums because he just owns it, but <laughs> uh, I, I, I enjoyed that. Um I want to talk about this. I know it's not the greatest news, but I was led on that uh, you were in kind of like a bad car accident and you had to kind of rally. Can we discuss that a little bit? Yes, that was a couple of years ago. That was uh, oh. that was fall of eighteen. Um, okay. I went we went I went pheasant hunting with a with a couple buddies, 
and uh, we were out in like out in the plains in southeastern Colorado. And yeah, we were coming back. The weather just turned on us, and um, we hit a hit a patch of black ice. And going about 60, and we uh, we rolled a, an F250 diesel uh, twice. Luckily, landed uh, wow. right side up, and as it was a doozy, man. You know, um, you know. Luckily, everybody walked away. Um, it took me a while to recover. I, you know, physical therapy, all that type of stuff. But uh, yeah, it's yeah. resulted in a in a song, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, so you're still able to? I mean, obviously you can do vocals, but like perform as well. Like you're you're all able to strum and what have you. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm I'm all good. Um, yeah. It, <laughs> okay. It was what it was. Yeah. I mean, I uh, got you. I I just um they, they uh, the PR had told me about it and I thought. Well, if that's recent, I just I just wanted to kind of see where you were standing. Uh, as a guy like myself, I just had total shoulder replacement, so I was going to kind of like tell you, you know, I got something going myself. But uh, I'm glad you I'm glad you're doing okay. That's a that's quite a tremendous thing. And thanks for sharing. I was just kind of curious. Yeah, yeah. So if you've been there, you know it's it's tough. It's yeah. a tough recovery, and it'll scare the shit out of you. That's for sure. Sure, to put things in perspective on it, <laughs> but. Let's up and and I saw you guys are kind of close with Mike and the Moon Pies, who I thoroughly enjoyed. Did some of those guys play on this album? Yeah, so we opened for them back in fall of nineteen uh, here in Denver, and uh, great guys, great bunch of guys. You know, everybody in the band and everybody that you know that they run with. Um, we we had a blast. You know, just kind of hung out and got got to know them a little bit and. We had we had a steel player playing with us at the time, as I'm sure you you know. Steel players are are very difficult to hold on to. Um, yeah. Uh, so he ended up moving to Montana, and um, this was early on when we kind of first started the record. Uh, we, we hadn't gotten to steel yet, and so I reached out to Zach, just saying, "Hey, you know, we're trying to get some steel work done. Are you interested?" And this was all you know during while COVID was going on, and he happily obliged, man, and um, he did a great job. Zach's a real cool guy. Um, and then as far as, you know, <clears throat> as far as Mike doing the last track there, that was that was kind of all through Zach. You know, we we kind of had the idea, you know, of uh, put, putting a guest singer on the album, and, um, you know, he seemed like a better fit than anybody. So we reached out, and he was, again, happy, happy to oblige and uh, send the tracks, and, yeah. He did all that stuff in Texas and just kicked it back, and uh, that was that. That's great. Yeah, it, it was. You know, you bringing up those those steel players. I, uh, like I said before, the world shut down. I was at a local show here in Middle Tennessee in Franklin, pretty close to Nashville, and yep. I couldn't help but notice there was five bands on the bill, and the the steel guy stayed for the whole set. <laughs> and I was like, boy, if you want to get into work, that is definitely the instrument to master right there, because like he was there the whole time, every band he was there playing. So. I was like, he got yep. paid good that night, anyway. Right. Yeah. If you're a good, if you're a good steel player, man, you'll, you'll always have work. And that wraps up another nail biter, episodic endeavor of the Uncharted podcast. I'm your host, Josh Belcher. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. It's my passion, my hobby. I love it. I enjoy it, and there'd be no reason for it if it wasn't for fantastic people like you listening to it i wanted to mention that i've got some two-year anniversary buttons and i replenished my sticker collection thanks to all of you if you want one you see me out and about somewhere here in the nashville area middle tennessee 
um, be sure to ask me. And if you don't, uh, send me an email, joshbelcher at hotmail.com. Uh, I'll mail you one uh, if you'd like. So thank you for that. And I'll be glad to do that. I appreciate you allowing me two years of this fun hobby as the Uncharted saga continues. Special thanks to my guest, Travis Austin of Travis Austin Customs. Shay Boynton of the band The Barlow. We really appreciate your time. Thank you for uh, lending your talents and enlightening me with your conversation. And once again, I want you to remember all of you. I love you for you and where you're at in life. Stay tuned. Don't change that dial. We'll do it again next week. Same Josh Belcher time. Same Josh Belcher channel. All right, take care. Peace out. Cub Scout, Girl Scout, Brownie Scout. And we'll catch you down the line. All right, later. Thank you.